Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. This is our second last episode of the year, which is pretty exciting and also pretty crazy because I feel like this year was uh, intense and deep and also happened to go very fast at the same time as going very slow at some moments. So um, next week for our final episode of the year, uh, I will be doing just a solo episode kind of reflecting back across the year at, at all of the things that have come up, all the things that we've learned. We focused on relationships a lot this year. So I will be moving through I guess like summarizing, you know, all of the all of the things that we've learned, all of the truths that have come through, all of the integrations and growths that we've made. So definitely tune into next week's episode. But this episode, um, I I had something completely different planned, but I changed my mind at the last minute because I got initiated by one very, very special manifester in my life. And for those of you who maybe are listening every week or perhaps you listened a few weeks ago, I had an episode called Marriage with a Manifesto and that was with my husband, Jeff. And as we were recording that episode, my littlest human, my smallest child, who is a manifesto, uh, informed us in no uncertain terms that he wanted to be on the podcast and that he wanted to have an episode. So I accepted the initiation and moved things around to be able to do a podcast episode, the very first of its kind, because this young voice has never been on the airwaves. And I think, I think he's pretty excited about being able to speak to the manifestors. But today we've got a very, very special guest star. We're having an episode on being a manifestor kid with our guest, Elijah Herbig. Hi, Elijah. Hi. Are you pretty excited to be on the podcast? Yeah. Why are you excited about that? Because then I can become famous. <laughs> Do you think that mummy is famous? Yeah. <laughs> is that a good thing? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Do you want to tell people about what your human design is, what you remember of your human design? I don't know enough about my human design yet. <laughs> you know that you are a manifester. That's all I know, though. And what do you have? Are you like mummy? Are you splenic or are you something different? Oh, no, I'm an emotional manifester. You sure are. You have an emotional wave, don't you? And do you remember what your numbers are? No. You can't remember. You're a four six, aren't you? I don't know what a four six is. <laughs> 
we've talked about it, but maybe you weren't interested when we talked about it. So to summarize, Elijah is a four, six emotional manifester. One of the cool things about our family is that I'm a four, six splenic manifester. My husband is a four, six splenic projector. And then we have a four, six emotional projector son and a four, six emotional manifester son. And then we have a very happy little six, two sacral generator in the middle who is a bit different from all of us. Ruby's a bit different from us, isn't she? Yeah. She's all sassy and she always bullies me. (laughs) That's because she's 13. So do you want to tell people how old you are? I'm 10. And what year are you in at school? Four. Do you like going to school? Only if it's a fun day. What is a fun day for a manifesto kid? Um, I don't know. When we do art or dance. Oh, what is it that you like about art and dance that maybe you don't like about maths or English? Well, because maths and English, you have to work by yourself, but uh, dance and art, you get to work with your friends. Oh, that's very four-line of you. You like to be around the other people. Do you enjoy that maybe in art or dance there's not as many rules as there are in maths and English? Yes. (laughs) What is it that you like about that? You get to do whatever you want. (laughs) I love it. So do you mind if maybe mummy asks you some questions? And you give me the answers that you feel like giving me. I know that it's it's pretty hard as a manifesto to respond to lots of questions. But do you think that we could do the podcast episode that way? Sure. Awesome. That's great. So let mummy think of maybe some cool things about what I've seen in you as a manifesto kid that I could ask you about. Hmm. So mummy and daddy, we teach you a lot about informing don't we yeah and it's boring (laughs) what do you think is boring about informing you lecturing me what do i lecture you about informing (laughs) how do i how do i lecture you about that i don't know you just do oh do you feel like mummy and daddy are always saying elijah you need to inform us about that sure Mm. What kind of things do we make you inform about? Um, I can't remember. What about um, like when you wanting when you want to stay up late at night in your bed and do coloring or do reading? Do we make you inform us about that? No. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no. Well, maybe not anymore. But when you first started doing it. You had to let us know, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And what about when you want to do something? Uh, sometimes. Do you feel like when you inform us that things get a little bit easier? Not really. How come? Because then I have to speak and it takes longer for me to actually get to it. Oh, so it feels easier to just like not tell anyone and just do whatever you want to do. Yep. Mm, I understand that. I feel like that as a big manifester as well. Yeah. But usually if you tell us that you want something, if you inform us, you usually get to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Do you do any informing at school? Like, do your does your teacher ask you to inform? No, not really. Not that I know of. Hmm. Can we talk about school for a little bit? Sure. Because that's sort of a a special thing. Because manifesto kids do school a bit differently to everyone else. Yeah. Mm. When you are at school, what do you think is the hardest thing about having to be a student at school? Doing hard math. (laughs) You go to um, a special private school with lots and lots of rules, don't you? Yeah. Do you find that hard? Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes when you come home in the afternoons, you seem like you're feeling pretty overwhelmed and sometimes you say that that's because you've had to do what you were told all day. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah. Where does that come from, do you think? School, summer and school, I don't know. Yeah, but like when your teacher is telling you that you have to do something, do you feel like you can't really say no, you just have to do it? Yeah. How come? Because school, you have to. And does that wear you out? Does it make you pretty tired? Yeah. So when you get home, what is it that you want to experience then when you get home? Like do you do you want to just come home and not be told what to do at all? You just want to completely do your own thing? Yes. And what happens when we accidentally tell you what to do? I get really angry. Mm. Can we talk about your anger for a second? Sure. <laughs> so we know that everybody feels anger, right? But manifestors feel anger a little bit differently, that we feel bigger anger, but also when we get told what to do or we're forced into doing something that we don't like, we get big anger, don't we? Yeah. What have you noticed about your anger? Like how do you behave when you get angry? I don't know. When I get angry, I just get angry and act angry. (laughs) What does that look like though? Me being angry. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. Does it look like using your voice? Yes. How do you use your voice when you're angry? In an angry tone. <laughs> do you yell really, really, really loud? Yes. Do you feel better once you've yelled? Mm, kind of. Kind of? Not always? It's because my throat hurts after it. because you use your voice in a really big way and that's what's super special about you because you're an emotional manifester your emotional center has a channel right up to your throat so all of your emotions just come out in your voice do you do you sometimes feel like your emotions especially your anger are coming out in your voice before you even have thought about it like they're just sort of coming out all crazy yes Oh, do other emotions come out that way or just anger? Mm, Some others. Yeah. And do you use other parts of your body when you get angry? Like do you stomp or do something different? I stomp sometimes. 
Now, mummy has anger too, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, crazy manifesto mummy. I also get angry. And sometimes our manifesto anger, they like hit each other like volcanoes, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> what kinds of stuff do we end up doing when our manifesto anger is hitting each other? Like, what do you do? And then what do you see in mummy's anger? How do I express my anger? Well, I think you express my anger, your anger to um, um, try not to be rude. But you've in my opinion, you're rude. <laughs> so you see that mummy makes effort to not be rude in my anger, but yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of rude. Yeah. What's rude about it? Do I say rude things? Yeah. Do I yell? Yeah. Do I stamp my feet? Mm, no. no. Do I, I sometimes slam things, don't I? I sometimes hit stuff with my hand. Yep. Mm. That's that, right? Do, how do you feel when you receive mommy's anger? Mm, overwhelmed. Mm. It's a lot to receive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel overwhelmed when I receive your anger too. And then when we've had an anger explosion at each other, when you get angry and mummy gets angry and we're angry, angry, angry at each other and we're yelling and we're stomping and we're hitting things with our hands. Um do you feel like we're able to make up afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. And do we feel sometimes maybe a little bit better at having gotten all the anger out? Yes. What kinds of things make you angry? Um, you guys tell me what to do. Um, Jack and Ruby being annoying. And that's about it. <laughs> do you get angry when you don't get what you want? Like when you really want to do something and we tell you no? Yes. Have you always felt like that? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes, like as you've gotten a bit older, when you have been feeling angry, now sometimes you will go away and sit on your own, like in your room, to feel through your anger. Is that a bit different from how you used to deal with your anger? Yes. Is that something you've been trying to work on or is that just coming naturally to you? Naturally. Mm, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do you get angry with your friends at school when they try to tell you what to do? Not really. Why is that? You don't feel anger or you don't feel like it's okay to express your anger? Mm, I don't feel anger. That's really interesting. So it's only with your, like, your family that you feel lots of anger? Yeah. What about, remember how we had um, Ruby's birthday party a little while ago and we did the escape rooms? And one of Ruby's friends was trying to tell you what to do. She was being a bit bossy and she was telling you what to do because you were littler than everybody else. Did that make you feel angry? Yes. <laughs> what did you do? Did you lash out at her in anger or did you stay a bit quiet? Stayed quiet. How come you chose to do that? No, no. So I won't ruin that experience. Um. Do you recognise that sometimes expressing your anger kind of makes it a bit of a yucky experience for other people? Yes. That's a hard thing about being a manifester, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that our anger is like not always great for other people, huh? Yeah. Mm, so cool. So can we talk about your emotional wave a little bit? Sure. Because I don't have an emotional wave and you do. And your emotional wave is what's called the individual emotional wave. Do you remember how mummy taught you that you get lots of lots of time where you just feel emotionally okay, but then you have like a, a, a kind of spike up of like really high emotions, like excitement and joy and woo, like all the cool things. And then you have dips down that come afterwards where you might feel like confused or overwhelmed or sad, those kinds of things. Do you notice your emotional wave happening? No. Are you just feeling all of the emotions as they come up? Yes. What about when you have to make a decision, like when we go to the grocery store and you're allowed to choose some candy and you have to make a decision, does that sometimes feel like a really overwhelming thing? Yes, and firstly, we're not American. We say lollies, not candy. Sorry, when we go to the supermarket and we're buying lollies, do you feel overwhelmed making a decision? Yes. Why do you think that is? Why do you feel overwhelmed? Because I have to make a decision and you guys are rushing me. Oh, yeah, you feel like you need longer to make the decision. Yeah. Are there some ways that we kind of try to help you with that in our family? really because none of them really work oh none of our solutions work that's news to me thanks for informing me so often we will tell you ahead of time that you're going to have to make a decision so that you have longer to think about it or or to feel about it do you feel like that doesn't really work for you yeah it doesn't work because i don't know it's there oh so you have to be in the moment in order to make the decision yes is there a way that you think that we could support you that would actually be good? No. You just have to go slow, go, go at your own pace? Yes. Hmm, that's very interesting. And Jack, your big brother, he's also an emotional authority. He's got an emotional wave. Have you noticed how his wave is a bit different to yours? Yes, the only difference I see is that aren't that he's annoying and I'm not. <laughs> maybe, maybe. He doesn't have as much anger in his wave as you do, does he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got what's called the tribal wave. So his wave like builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up and then he goes through what we call despair where he just kind of drops off. And he feels like everything is hopeless and everything is helpless. And, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't see the point in anything. But you never really kind of feel that hopeless and helpless emotion, do you? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you mostly just feel really, really excited and then really, really sad and then kind of back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like living like that? Mm, it's tough. What's tough about it? Having to deal with all those emotions. Oh, does it make you a bit tired? Yes. Does it make some situations a bit difficult? Yes. Like what situations? Mm, I don't know, any situation. 
just anything is made more tricky by having all those emotions. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Thank you for letting me know that. I don't, I don't live like that, do I? I'm a bit different, so I don't get to experience that. So can you tell me what it's like being a manifester kid who also has a manifester mummy? What is it like having your mummy also be a manifester? It's difficult, easy and hard at the same time. Can you explain that a bit? It's not easy to explain, so I can't. What's the difficult part about it? Um, fighting against you. <laughs> Without anger? Yes. Is that because you don't win? Yes. Because <laughs> my anger's bigger than yours? Yep. <laughs> what is the easy part? about having a manifesto mummy? Doing the same, like liking the same stuff like debating. And I'm still better at you with debating. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> what else is easy about having a manifesto mummy? I don't know. Do we, or does mummy encourage you to follow the things that you want to do and to like initiate the creative stuff that you want to do yes do you think that's maybe special about having a manifesto mum? yes and do you think that the life that mummy lives is a bit different to other mums like the type of work that i do is different to other mums and the way that we have our family is a bit different to what other mums do yep how so mm, you just do different stuff like what? Um, uh, I don't know. What, what's different about my work than what other people do? Um, it's like about the like spiritual stuff like, pe like normal people won't know about. Mm. And I don't like go to work all day and then come home like other mums do. Hey, I'm sort of, I'm at home a lot and I work in, at lots of different times and in lots of different places. Yeah, you stay at home on your computer with your broken ankle that's recovering, uh, doing uh, work as uh, a manager. Yeah, that's right. And lots of mummies don't do that, do they? Yeah. Mm. Um, do you think that we do a bit things a bit differently in our family because I'm a manifesto mummy? Yes. What's different about our family to other families? Um, I don't know. What's one way that mummy is different to other mummies in our family? I don't know. I can't think of a way. Does mummy maybe let you guys do a bit more of what you want? You don't have as many rules to follow? Yes, and you get us more of the Christmas presents we actually want. <laughs> Is mummy like very focused on encouraging you guys to go after what you want? Yes. Yeah. So you can follow your dreams. Nothing's nothing's crazy, is it? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. I think that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Does mummy do a lot more resting than what other mummies do? Yes. What does that look like? 
You sitting in bed in the mornings and you're fine with your broken ankle. What about when I don't have a broken ankle? Do I still do lots of resting? Well, I don't know. That was like, like two months ago, so I can't remember. That's true. Whatever is not in the present moment is pretty much disappeared, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Do you know how you have been setting really cool intentions for mummy's ankle to get better? Yeah. Which is like really nice of you. Do you remember why we started setting intentions? Mm, no. Well, part of your gifts is that you are a medium, aren't you? Yeah. What does it mean to be a medium? I can see spirits. And you can talk to them, can't you? Well, I haven't developed that. Yeah, you're still working on that part. But you often see them, yeah? Yeah. Do they scare you? Yeah, and they mainly only come out on the eclipses. Oh, yeah, when there's like lots of moon activity, you see more spirits, don't you? Yeah. Are they sometimes people you know or are they like always people that you don't know? They don't even look like people. Like the first one I saw was a, like a human with a uh, with a human head, but a dog body sitting down like a dog. Mm, did that freak you out a bit? Yep. And then there was another one that was like skinny and just standing there. Mm. Did they say anything to you? No. Sometimes in the past they've said stuff to you, haven't they? Yeah. But you don't feel like you want to respond? Mm, They just stand there looking right into my soul. Oh, what does that feel like? I'm not creepy. Mm. But you've been seeing spirits since you were super little. Do you remember the first time that you saw one? Yeah. When was that? Do you remember how old you were? I think I was like eight or nine. I think it was a bit earlier than that. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Heard it from his mouth. Um, And we started setting intentions at night because you were seeing lots and lots of them at night and often they would come to you in dreams as well and that would freak you out a bit and you were getting a bit stressed and a bit worried about the night time, weren't you? And you want to have lots of lights on at night, don't you? Yeah. How does that help? Well, because the spirits only come out like when it's like dark, like in your guys' room at night. Uh, so that so I put on a lot of lights so that it's not dark enough for them to come. Oh, so then you don't see them as much? Yeah. Yeah. And so now you set intentions every night and you speak them out loud. Do you remember why I taught you to speak them out loud? Yep. Why is that? Uh, No, I forgot. (laughs) Is it because of your manifesto throat? What's it got to do with my throat? Remember as a manifesto that when you speak out loud, then you're setting that intention and you're initiating that, aren't you? When you speak, things happen and and things listen. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so we say our intentions out loud and you are amazing. You've been doing those intentions every single night for, what, about three years now, I think. 
Would you like to share with everybody what your intentions are? Do you want to say them? No. You don't want to share them? Do you want me to share them? No. Okay, we're going to keep the intentions secret. I like that. But you say them out loud at bedtime every night. And has that helped? Yes, and I and I think it's like, you know how there's that portals like at the old house, like when there's a bunch of portals? Mm. Yeah, I think there's one at like the door of Daddy's closet because that's why I always see them. Then I think there was one at the side of Daddy's bed, but then somehow it got closed. Oh, because there's not spirits showing up there anymore. Yeah. That's really fascinating. You teach us so much about spirits because you see them. Do you think when you get older they might be something that you want to talk to? Mm, not really. And uh, I think I know why it's because I only set my intentions where I'm sleeping and then I'll say them again in my head before I go to like fall asleep uh, and then uh, it when I get up in the night uh, and I go to your room I don't reset them oh I didn't know that you said them in your head again before you go to sleep that's that's really cool so maybe that's a trick that you can use if you wake up in the night you can reset them yeah mm. can you tell me maybe some of the awesome things that you have created as a manifesto because you're very creative and you love to create things can you tell me maybe some of the things maybe even just recently that you've created mm, well i don't create stuff like don't draw stuff i mainly just color in you also love to build special things what are the things that you build um, a city that wasn't easy. It took me at least like five nights to build. And you love building cubby houses, don't you? Like epic cubby houses. Yep, and you always forced me to take it down when it's Friday because of the cleaners. It hurts your feelings, doesn't it, when mummy sometimes, just every now and then, tells you to break apart something that you've created? Yep. Why does that hurt your feelings? Because mm, then I have to destroy my creation. And have you put a lot of energy and love into creating it? Yep. Does it make you feel sad to have to destroy it? Yep. Ah. And so one of the tricks that we use is that we take photos of your creations and print them and put them in a photo album. Does that make you feel a bit better about being able to look back at your past creations? Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of a nice way to do it, isn't it? Yep. So I'm trying to think of even some of the really cool creations you've done lately. Sometimes you write little books. Sometimes you colour. Sometimes you build cubby houses. Um, sometimes, yeah, you make like amazing craft things. Like you said, you've made a city. How do you get the ideas to create those? Mm, well, for example, with my... Um, 25 Ways to Die booklet thing. Uh, um, I got inspired uh, from a game from Roblox. 
Oh, so you get inspired by things around you. Yeah. And then do you want to recreate what you've seen or do you want to create it in your own way? Mm, create it in my own way. Can I go get it and read it? Your 25 Ways to Die book? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll pause. So we just paused and had a search for the book that he wanted to read to you guys, but we can't find it. So how, are you feeling okay about that or is it a bit disappointing? Maybe after I'll try find it. Oh, yeah? And have another podcast episode where you're reading it to people? Yeah. Does that seem like something you'd want to do? Yes. Okay. Fun. I just have a couple more questions. Is that all right? Yes. So being a manifester sometimes means that you get lots of people, especially adults, who just really, really want to talk to you and really want to ask you lots and lots of questions and make you respond to them. And a lot of adults really want to be your friend. Does that annoy you? Mm, Sometimes. What about it annoys you? Mm, I don't know. Does it feel like they're getting in your face? Yes. Making you answer questions that you don't want to answer. Yeah. How do you respond to that usually? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. Do you normally just like shut down and stop answering their questions? Yes. Do you feel okay about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Does it usually mean that they leave you alone eventually? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the same with friends at your school? Or are those people that you choose to be friends with? Mm-hmm. I choose to be friends with them. Yeah. But usually your teachers love you, don't they? Yeah. That's That must feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have one final question before we go. The question is, out of ten, how sick are you of mummy asking you questions in this podcast episode? And now can I try find it again? (laughs) You want to go now because you're on a mission to find the book because you want to read it. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to pause and we're going to give you some time to find that because that's what the manifesto wants to do. And if you can find it, then we'll come back and finish off the podcast recording with you reading the book okay 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 we have found the book creation and i think elijah is pretty excited to read it to you guys he's giving me a big smile because this was the initiation that he wanted so here we go he's going to read the book to you okay so here's the title life of a roblox player Uh, what should i play uh, oh, I know. Find out 25 ways to die. Uh, <laughs> I feel weird. Ah, level one, find the cube. What just happened? Uh, touches, wait, okay, touches cube. Uh, level two, go through the hole. Okay, this will be easy. Jumps. Uh, level three, jumps. Uh, I can't read that. I'm not gonna. Yeah. 
Um, level for smaller hole, okay. So level, level five, find uh, the way. Uh, okay, my name is part, uh, pa, just say my name, okay, part. Uh, level uh, six, six, smallest hole. How am I going to fit? Uh, through the hole. Oh, okay. Uh, level seven. A uh, draw to live or die. I get it. Brains. Level eight. Too sussy. Uh, easy. Uh, level nine. The old way. A dinosaur. Really. Level ten. The new way. A tank, really? Uh, level 11, too fat, wow. Uh, level 12, uh, the classic way. A kick. Uh, level 13, the weird way. Why is this so hard? Dies of rage. Uh, level. That's very manifesto. He died of rage. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> level 14, the sun. It's too bright. Level 15, the bull. Oh, no. Ouch. Yeah, there's only a couple pages left. Uh, level 12, the Sith. Stab. Uh, Darth Vader. Level 13, the awesome way. Just respawn. Uh, okay. Uh, level 14, knife war. Why did uh, you split? Uh, where's my gun? Level 15, the Roblox away. Uh, really a sword? Uh, level level 16, the bell. Nope. Son, get back in. Nope. Uh, level 17, the dog. Bark! Nice dog. Uh, level 18, car crash. Uh, it crashed. The, uh, oh, yeah, I can't read. Wait, no, crash into me. Okay, uh, level 19, the golf ball hit me. Okay, level 20, the bed and train. Don't stop. Okay, that's it. Wow. Do you want to explain to people what you were looking at? Because this has also got pictures, doesn't it? So what type of book is this that you wrote? It's a comic. Huh. And why did you want to read that to people? Why did you want them to hear it? Because it's interesting. Are you proud of what you've created? Yeah. That is awesome. I only have to write five more levels. Until you're completed. Yeah. You started this a long time ago, hey, and you were really into it for a bit and then you just stopped. And now... You've picked it up again, and are you feeling like you want to complete those last five levels? Yeah. Ah, that's part of being manifester, you know, that we often don't complete things. Do you feel like that? You get things started and then you got to put it down for a while? Yeah, and uh, since there's uh, more bits uh, to it, I'm just going to add it as a celebration bit, like when he gets out. That sounds really cool. Thanks for informing us of your plans. I can't wait to read all of it when you've got it all done so have you enjoyed being on the podcast today elijah yes 
<laughs> was it what you hoped it would be? Yes. Are you really, really thrilled for all the manifestors in the world listening to hear what it's like being a manifestor kid? Yes. Is there any message that you want to leave people about how manifestor kids want to be treated? No. Just let everybody do their thing, hey? Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you, my darling, for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you answering all my questions and responding to me so much. We, before we wrap up, need to let people know because even though at the time of recording this is not happening, but when we release this podcast episode, there's going to be something really, really exciting and cool out in the world that Mummy has been working on for a long time. Do you remember what it is? Um, your manifesto book. Exactly. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, people will be able to buy that book. What's your advice to people? Do you think that manifestors should buy the manifesto book? Yes, and I'm getting it. You're going to get it too, yes? Yeah, for free. Oh, you're going to get it for free. Because yeah, my mum's the author. <laughs> That's very cool. Why do you think manifestors should buy the manifesto book for themselves or for other manifestors that they know? Because it's about manifestors, so it should be for manifestors. Is it about time that we had a book for ourselves? Yes. Damn right. Well, the link for Informed, the Comprehensive Guide to Human Design Manifestors is going to be in the show notes. Um, we released it for sale on the 5th of December. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, it will well and truly be available, um, should be globally available. You can get it in digital download or you can get it in print. I personally love a good print book that you can hold in your hands. Do you that, like that too, Elijah? Yeah, that's like all the books I have. Yeah, like real copy books. Yeah, like Dogman, I nearly have the whole series. Bad Guys, same, nearly have the whole series. I'm just one book off for those two series. And I know that you want them for Christmas, so maybe we'll get you those as well as Informed to wrap out your whole collection because every Manifesto kid should have a copy of Informed, the Manifesto book, don't you think? Yeah, and I still need Newton Gates books. I don't have enough. I need to have read the whole entire collection. Thanks for informing me. <laughs> well, guys, I hope this was at least um, an entertaining episode and potentially a little bit educational as well. Um, it's pretty impossible to get a manifesto kid to go in any particular direction that you choose for them. They, they make their own direction, as you've heard in this podcast. So... Um, I hope that Elijah has been able to inform you of some cool experiences of what it's like to be a manifesto kid and educate us all on how to treat manifested children or uh, certainly to have provided a little bit of healing for the manifesto child that you were. It's a, one of the most beautiful things about raising a manifesto is that it feels very healing to all of the ways that it was challenging being a manifesto kid getting to see this new generation of little manifestors live in their own natural energy and really be super cool at doing it are you super cool elijah yeah i'm the coolest person ever knew it <laughs> thank you for listening everybody we will be back as i said at the beginning of the podcast we'll be back next week for our final episode of the year it's always, always a joy and an honor to be able to create these podcast episodes for you. So I hope that you have enjoyed listening and I will catch up with you again next week. But until then, of course, keep hunting for purpose. 
Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.